Good afternoon. Welcome in. Pakistan. Assalamu alaikum. Alia. Assalamu alaikum. Asad. I was telling my neighbors just maybe a month ago. Where is Pakistan? Everyone else in the region is tuning into this show, but where is Pakistan? Thank you for listening in to the show. We're going to jump into the news for today. to walk away, but the piecemeal approach he's now proposing is unlikely to win support from Democrats. I can tell you from talking to aides on both sides that his announcement that he was pulling out of the talks came as a surprise to both parties. It all started Tuesday afternoon when the president abruptly tweeted, I have instructed my representatives to stop negotiating until after the election. When, immediately after I win, we will pass a major stimulus bill. That means that Americans, at least for now, will not be getting another round of $1,200 stimulus checks. Just a few hours before the president's announcement, the Federal Reserve Chair was making the case for more rescue funding now. Too little support would lead to a weak recovery creating unnecessary hardship for households and businesses. Confusingly, the president tweeted that he agreed with Powell after he had shut down the talks. His decision sent the Dow plunging almost 600 points and drew fire from the airlines, the Chamber of Commerce, and even some Republicans. Amid the backlash, the president took to Twitter again in the evening, saying Congress should approve $25 billion in funds for airline workers and $135 billion for small businesses, as well as those $1,200 stimulus checks. Speaker Pelosi called the president's move to end the talks an act of desperation. And in a phone call with fellow Democrats, she speculated that the steroids he is on for COVID may be impacting his thinking. One person who did agree with the president's decision was Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who said that the two sides were still pretty far apart and were unlikely to reach a deal in time for the election anyway. But other Republicans worry that by walking away, the president is going to get the bulk of the blame and that that could affect the entire party right before Election Day. Tony. Either way, millions of Americans do not have time to wait. Nancy, thank you very much. That's up to the, <coughs> excuse me, everyone. That's up to the, uh, <coughs> to the Senate to make a proposal, <coughs> excuse me, to make some sort of a proposal in a, <coughs> in an agreement with the Democratic Republics. A House of Representatives. This uh, this is not good for the country. It's not good for all the families that are out of work and 
suffering so much while the politicians are just playing games as usual. We have an update on Jacob Blake, the young man, Jacob Blake Jr. from Kenosha, Wisconsin. Young unarmed black man who was shot in the back seven times by the uh, police. Here's an update. Of course, he's uh, paralyzed and has uh, several little boys to care for. Jacob Blake has been moved to a spinal rehabilitation center from a Milwaukee hospital. His attorney, Patrick Cafferty, confirmed to CBS News. Blake, 29, was shot in the back seven times by Kenosha police officer Rustin Shesky on August 23rd. Cafferty said the 29-year-old, quote, is in a spinal injury rehabilitation center in Chicago and that he was unable to provide more details including what day Blake left the hospital or how long he will remain in the rehabilitation center. The bullets from the shooting damaged Blake's stomach, kidney, liver, colon, and small intestine. His attorney, Patrick Salvi, said last month, after Blake was transported to the hospital, his legal counsel said he was paralyzed from the waist down. The news of Blake's shooting accompanied by video footage of the altercation threw Kenosha into a state of unrest in August. Protesters reacting to the news flooded the streets, sparking boycotts and marches, including the deaths of two protesters. Kyle Rittenhouse, 17, was charged with homicide. Police also received pushback at the news that Blake was handcuffed to his hospital bed at the beginning of his stay, according to the Milwaukee Sheriff's Office. The restraints were due to Blake's former felony warrants, which require restraints while in custody, according to department policy. On August 28th, police said the handcuffs were removed after Blake posted bond. Last month, Blake shared 
a video message from his hospital bed, which was released by civil rights attorney Ben Crump on Twitter. Quote, your life and not only just your life, your legs, something you need to move around and forward in life can be taken from you like this, said Blake. Stick together, make some money, make everything easier for our people out there. Man, because there's so much time that's been wasted. Blake's shooting is still being investigated by the Wisconsin Department of Justice, first published on October 7, 2020, at 2.29 p.m. Again, Pakistan, I've been waiting to see your flag for months. So happy to see it, the star and the crescent. So happy to see Pakistan tune into the show. Welcome in, Asad. Welcome in, Alia. Welcome in, everyone. Thanks again for listening to the show. Tuning in from around the world over 50, maybe by now close to 100 different countries have tuned in. I thank you all. I appreciate you all. Come back to the show and visit the companion show and even bigger fly on the wall podcasting on anchor.fm Spotify and other streaming platforms. Be well, take care of yourself, keep tuning in, keep listening, stay safe.